0: Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 21, 22, and 23 of The Fires of Heaven, The Gift of a Blade, Bird Calls by Night, and The Fifth I Give to You, or The Fifth I Give You. Enjoy. Welcome to season five, episode 11 on the two 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 two, two Tuesday. because <laughs> <laughs> I think I said enough twos. Yeah. It's uh, February 22nd, 22, 22? Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah, as far as the new things going on in our world, the podcast world, no new patrons this week, but we do have patrons coming on soon. Both. Um, both of our Bellas, David and Remy, have both agreed to episodes coming up soon-ish. So um, in the next few weeks or so, we'll have more patrons coming on. We also have Yay! other guests that are starting to line up as well for some really fun episodes. Uh, but that's coming more later uh, next month or even in April. So stay tuned. We have lots of guests coming. Um, yeah. So it would be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as far as giveaways, nothing going on right now, but I need to start that, uh, start doing my March giveaway soon. So we have four giveaways that we're doing in March. They're coming soon. Um, so we'll, we're going to give away next month a water bottle, a Team Pater t shirt, a beanie, and a hoodie. And the hoodies are actually really, really nice because like, they're really expensive on our shop.
1: Um, I don't think. Hey, have you, have you set up a, a giveaway for Facebook? I forgot to mention, we got messaged. Uh, there is somebody that follows exclusively on Facebook was like, hey, do more giveaways on Facebook. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. Oh, yeah, Facebook. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we do have one this month for Facebook to give away. I I, I rotate I rotate Facebook in there in the, yeah. in the giveaways. Um, so let's let me see. Uh, yes, Facebook is have a giveaway this month. So yes, there Perfect. will be a Facebook. Yep. Yeah, for all the people out there that want more stuff, it's coming. <laughs> we're, we're doing more giveaways. Um, yeah, I mean I give away more on the other platforms because like uh, it's one of our least followed platforms is Facebook, and that's a lot mostly because I don't post much there but you guys yeah, can post there, too. there. You guys can post there too. You got that, that, Facebook's like the only social media that you guys are actually full access to.
2: Yeah, you're
1: right. So go for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm um, yeah, to post pictures of some of the bridal flowers with no explanation. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And as David put at, point, pointed out, also Facebook's not really the best for promoting either. Uh, Facebook and Reddit are pretty bad about it. Actually, Facebook's algorithm is, is pretty bad about it. Um, like if you try to promote stuff and then also a lot of the groups have like no promotion rules and stuff like that. So like if you tried to like promote two groups, they get upset. And the best thing possible is like if I share something, if someone takes it and then shares it at a third party, because then it's like, yeah, you're not self-promoting, but you are. So anyway, so if any <laughs> fans out there sees us release an episode, feel free to share it. Because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, that helps a lot actually uh, with algorithms and all those things. So you can share like to all the Facebook groups and everything like that. So, this, is
2: they, the way.
0: this is the way, uh, but speaking of Facebook, we actually did hit 550 followers on Facebook. Woo! So that was actually a st- statistic that I was going to give out. So, you know, we have a good amount. It's not nearly as big as our Twitter following, following or even our Instagram. I, I don't think, um, but there is a following there. So yeah. Cool. And that's all I got for the housekeeping stuff. So moving on to personal life, um, yeah, my whole life has changed right now because last Thursday on the 17th, I had a new child. Whee! So,
2: Yay! Congratulations. We yeah. have another spawn of Alan.
1: And blessed again, <laughs> it looks more like his mother and not like Alan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three for three, buddy. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, um, my son, my second son was born. Um, my third kid, second son, um, born on the 17th, second healthy baby. Son son. Six pounds, 12 ounces. Yeah, healthy as can be. As hey. is eating great. Yeah, everything's good. Um, it's a baby right now, so sleeping he and eats at and sleeps. all. Well, he does, you know, he's, he does a stints between between eating. He pretty much only sleeps. He doesn't cry much. So he only cries when he's hungry. And he's pretty much on schedule. So it's that's dope. Um, knock on wood. It's been pretty good so far. Um, but with that being said, kind of like my dad duty has been with the other two kids. Yeah. Because um, yeah. um, being that. I can't feed because I'm not biologically equipped to, um, and uh, we don't want to, bo- we don't want to use a bottle yet.
1: He's um, in you know you know <laughs> <me? laughs> um, duty.
0: Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my role's really been taken on like uh, uh, just keeping the other two kids that are toddlers and crazy, um, oh, you God. know, in line and putting them to bed and giving them baths right and, and getting them to school and all those things. So in order to, you know, nor- normally we used to tag team those things in the morning, as far as like the, the the roles of getting the kids out the house and to school, like my sons in preschool, things like that. But since really it's my responsibility right now, um, my morning just got a lot earlier, so I can get myself ready. So that way, by the time the kids wake up, I can not be scrambling. So mm. I have really early mornings right now.
3: Mm. It's fun. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So five thirty. Woo. Cool. So that's my every morning. Yeah. Well, I'm not a teacher, so I'm not used to. Yeah. To, this. I was about to say you, you have no reason to be up that early. I have no reason to be. Up that early. And you don't well, sleep in the nights. So. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you start? Uh, that's yeah. So gonna start sleeping because I need some sleep. I was like the first time ever like at work today. Like I was like in the middle of like, trying to do something, and I started like nodding off. I was like, I nope. Start. <laughs> Yay!
4: All
0: right. So that's me for personal life. That that that's everything in my world right now. Is all that?
1: So. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. How do you follow that? <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as I kind of mentioned before last time, winding things down here in the area of Wisconsin, we got the last of our Afghan guests out. They've been relocated in various uh, cities, neighborhoods all over the U.S. If you live in the U.S. Uh, and some in Canada, Let's take a look around. We might have some new neighbors. Compliments of me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're winding down here. We have a demo process to go to another location to take care of like all of our medical administrative stuff, make sure we get to go to be taken off active duty and hopefully go home. Um, asterisk, knocked on wood, uh, with, you know, things happening internationally. There's been other folks that have been redirected so uh, a possibility, but there's no, no room of that for us. So I think I am coming up. So um, my target is somewhere mid-March, hopefully, but you never know, you know? Well, we're going to prove it mid March and call yeah, it a day. I'm just shooting from the hip. I'm actually no authority on this. I've seen no orders. It's just, you know, you compile all the rumors from the rumor mill, and when you start hearing enough of it, you know, enough of the mm-hmm. same thing, from make of the people, maybe good. Yeah. So I think I'm going home.
2: Maybe. Yay! Maybe. That would I'm be awesome.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: let's see here. I have a second round interview tomorrow. And I need it to go well because these kids are driving me batshit crazy. So, if it goes well, uh, which I like, again, I hope it will, I'll be come the associate director of off-campus student services at UNCC. Ooh! So yeah, it'll be fun, a fun. little bit, a little bit more, more money. Hours, yeah, I'll be be yep, working. A little bit more money. A little bit older kids. Um, a lot less interaction <laughs> with. <laughs> um children and um people in general because the job has a you know 30 to 40 percent ratio of like meetings emails and then there's like 20 to 25 percent it's just like going out and talking to different housing individuals to get them to become part of this program so i'm looking forward to an opportunity to just kind of stretch my skill set just that much more and to add another higher ed position onto my resume and just to be able to get away from being abused by children (laughs) Uh, the next time i do that it will have to be one of my own that way i can discipline properly right yeah Uh, but Threaten all the
0: toys to go away. Yeah, all that good stuff. stuff. Other than
2: that, I did spend the weekend in Lynchburg Um, this past weekend. I went and coached the uh, Lynchburg College, which I still technically work for, even though with COVID, it's been far, none. Um, But did get up there with those athletes and really enjoyed that time being up in the mountain air and just living life a little bit easier. So,
1: anyway, that's it. So, with your experience now in teaching in the public school system, um, I'm going to go ahead and say, when not yet, but when you have children of your own, have you all had the discussion about public school or private school or homeschool? Oh, they're, they're do you think definitely it's the way you feel. Or?
2: They're definitely going to public school still. Yeah, I think there's nothing like the experience of dealing with a variety, diverse group of people. True. I only see the advantage in. Um, public school when you're looking at the kindergarten through like middle school age just because they kind of have a safer space to grow and to learn and typically you have smaller classroom sizes but as far as um, the high school it's much more advantageous to be in public schools because of all the programs that are offered Mm -hmm. so um, we will be very selective about where they go to school we've already kind of narrowed in on the hot spots here that are best for high school age students. So, yeah. 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 The only shuffling will be, I know there are a couple of programs around here that will give kids full rides to schools only as long as they maintain a certain GPA. So, you know, junior year kid might get shuffled or senior year might get shuffled just for a shot at, you know, mm-hmm. full ride to school, but yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: Well, that, that goes back to, you know, the, just parenting, we could talk about this all day long. But uh, when it comes to education, you don't just hand your kids off the public school system and dust your hands and say, "Okay, they'll be ready." Yeah. Um, you know, we still have responsibility to build certain foundations and work that they can encourage certain behaviors and all that jazz. To be supportive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think now more so than ever, you got to make a conscious effort to do all those things. You can't just rely on the schools to raise your children.
2: Right. And I think that there's the advantage to me having been an educator and just, you know, through my experience and not having an involved parent, I mean, there are four of us. I'm the only one to have a high school diploma
1: Yeah,
2: because the importance wasn't there. And my mom, stepdad, they were not engaged. Don't get me wrong. If there was an issue, they would come to the school and they would talk it out with the teacher. And six times out of 10, we were at fault. Mm -hmm. Um. I was the four-time out of ten where I was never at fault. <laughs> My siblings were the six-time out of ten. But anyway, <laughs> um, like you said, it uh, really Im- the real thing that you have to look at is whether or not the family is willing to commit to the engagement in education and whether or not you're going to discipline your children appropriately so they understand the importance of you know appreciating and showing respect for the work that teachers do, and that has definitely been lost as people and children more and more think that teachers are there to work for them in the sense of you get employed to take care of me versus working for them in the sense that you're getting paid to make sure I can function as an educated adult. Sure. Sure.
4: Sounds
0: good.
2: I'd like to give them the gift of a book. The same way some people get the gift of a blade.
0: Yeah. Perfect perfect transition. Moving on to chapter 21. We're going to start there with a gift. The gift of a blade. And the chapter symbol is the rising sun. Um,
3: Yeah. There is a house in Sin City. They call the rising sun. We're going to have to go over these songs
2: before.
0: The ruin of Minion, Boy. Um yeah, so we start here. Uh the camp quickly arises around Ran Morena Land. Um because they're, they're seeing uh the wagons of Kadir and the Ayel are cutting down um um uh, the corpses left by the shot Um and they're erecting wise one tents, kind of yeah, setting sitting setting camp up around there as they're kind of prepping. To, to stay for a little bit before they move on you know it's kind of a moving camp but you know obviously they've just gotten there where we left off last time so now they're sitting camp um and yeah that's where we start with all of them kind of hanging out as uh, avienda and Egwene uh, are, are riding down as well so
3: yeah i, I just love how efficient the iel are as like these kind of nomadic type people uh, in picking up camp and march down the the road, and then throwing camp together. And they're so efficient with it. And even, Rand even comments uh, at some point early on here how you know the tents and everything just kind of blend in. So if you weren't really looking for them, you wouldn't notice it. Um, gosh, if we have any military folks out there, prior service, or even people that just do a lot of through hiking, um you know, where you stop and camp, you know, each night and keep going the next day, or whatever, it's not an easy task. I mean, just, and the more efficient you are with it, the better, the more comfortable you can be and set up certain amenities and have plenty of time to do the fire and cook and everything. But if you suck at it, it's like you barely scramble to get stuff together and get a shitty night's sleep and then you're hungry and then you're wishing you started the fire and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so just kind of impressive yeah. how everybody knows to fall in, throw their shit together and set up camp. Yeah.
2: I completely agree. And I think it um, to kind of also look at the fact that not only are they setting up camp, they're also working to make sure that Rand stays protected in their own way. And then they're also caring about his wishes of kind of cleaning up the cities as they go through. You know, Mm -hmm. we have, um, oh, what's his face? The, the false dragon. We have yet another false dragon. Kool-A-Din. Kool-A-Din. I
0: don't call it. You're talking about the false... No, you're right. Cooladin. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, he is a false dragon. He's got a sure. two tattoos, and that's what I'm going to call him. Cooladin is going through and literally ravaging every society on the way. And yeah. he's killing people left and right and hanging them for Ran to see. Yeah. Like, at some point, you know, he's going to get his. That's how I feel about it yeah like I, I want it to be a slow <laughs> like I, I saw a comment on facebook about how we no longer give enough uh i guess what was the word statements about what we think is going to happen so uh in this i think that koolidin going to die a slow death okay I hope he gets who, who, think, who thinks who
0: thinks going to kill him <sighs>
2: hmm I want Rand to do it just because of justice, you know? I want Rand to like okay. kill the last false dragon that's really standing his way. But mm-hmm. I could also see somebody like,
1: um, I don't know. I could I see Matt stepping
3: ran. up and taking I, him out.
2: I could. I could. I, I agree with you. I really just, I want it to be Rand.
0: Okay. Cool. And then um, also, when they, uh, Egwene and Alvanda show up, they start to, tell rand that it's not his fault and rand's like yeah i know i didn't even know the city existed till rock told me like two days ago like so <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> like i didn't even know this thing was
4: here
3: <laughs> Look, and it, so after that and they're in exchange with each other like i almost got offended by this um who was it you're saying men men always believe they're in control of everything around them Avienda replied and when they find out they are not they think they have failed instead of learning the simple truth women already know and like for a second, I was like, I don't want to get offended about that, but like honestly, that was me for just a vast majority of my life. Uh, and it wasn't like I'm a control freak. I want to be in control of everything. It's I felt like the success or failure of things around me was very dependent on me. So uh, I try to stay humble in the success, but the the failures around me in my life and everything, I really carried that burden a little too hard. So. Rand might not have been. He seemed pretty carefree when they approached him about the topic, but that's certainly something It yeah. took me many years to realize. There's just certain things I, I can't control. You got to roll with it.
2: I love yeah. how comfortable Avienda and, and Egwene have become with each other. It's really great when you're establishing a harem for them all to get along.
3: So <laughs> <with Avi laughs> Is Egwene going to be in it, though? I still know, think there's going to be the uh, Elaine Avienda Brand threesome. I think yeah. that's going to happen.
2: Elaine, Avienda, and Egwene. Why not? We oh, have oh, men, just too. Grand She's out. on the outskirt. So, mm-hmm. like, out of those three women, <laughs> I think, or excuse me, Egwene, <laughs> Avienda, Elaine, and men, out of those four women, I think we're going to get, you know, three heavily involved.
3: There's okay. going to be some sister waving. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's the car con like he's yeah he's got to live up to the reputation of
0: yeah and and Rand does catch some of their conversation that they're having and and thinks to himself like they're spending way too much time together like yeah (laughs) and
2: and like it's gonna happen when you're traveling together you've been through some hardships like you're gonna get close but he's like Egwene is more almost more ill than he is at this point
0: oh yeah definitely she's definitely embracing the culture going yeah yeah.
2: And he's like that that he is the wetlander counterculturalist mm-hmm. that is leading them to the demise of their ways. And she's just like full on. Let's go get naked and sit in the you know, in the sweat room in the sauna.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And talk about all sorts of things. Like she does that though. She's a quite the chameleon. Yeah. She did so that anything,
3: with too.
0: Yeah. So anything from this before we switch to Rand and Asmodian talking?
3: Uh, so we touch on Matt again, uh, Rand notices him just kind of standing there studying, uh, talking about, you know, where did this talk about the centuries or whatever come from and more recognition of match transition since Roidian.
4: Mm-hmm. And I,
3: like, I, I certainly don't have it pinned down of like who Matt is or like who he's becoming or being influenced by, um, you know, with, with Rand, it's pretty straightforward with Luz Theron. Uh, and there may be others that influence him, but that's the big one, right? But with Matt, we haven't really had somebody else call him out by name or you know him give it away. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely some hints, sure.
4: Yeah, uh,
2: I mean, wasn't Hawkwing like the the big general and everything? That...
0: Yeah, a couple hundred years, I guess yeah. a thousand years before, but we I don't think know how thousand. many I think
2: lives Matt... he's lived, so. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I guess he could just be another iteration of this being, but Matt, I just feel is being influenced by something much more ancient than that. Chanel keeps
2: bringing up, because you know, as she's reading, she's also talking about it and she's like, I really think Matt is connected to a dark friend of the past, Hmm. maybe somebody that switched sides. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. that, and you know, at one point I thought the same thing. I was like, Matt's going to go dark. Matt okay. is going to be evil, or Matt is going to become some type of antagonist to Rand in some way. I mean, he's equipped to do it. You know, what we have not seen whether or not dependent that he has will stop a male channeler's power, but we know it'll definitely stop a, a woman channeler's. You know, I want to. Right want to know how far this new tool he has will will take him. We know he's got, you know, now a history that reaches spans and spans and spans of time and he's gaining more and more every day. He's getting battle knowledge. And with all that, he's also going to gain confidence and a sense of, you know, I don't want to say ownership Mm. of more, but.
3: When he transitions to embracing it, he's still a little in denial about it but yeah Yeah, i agree with that once he and we saw this with all of our kind of character transitions and with Perrin and becoming the wolf and everything like that it's once they kind of hit that tipping point of all right i can't deny it anymore it's definitely happening how can i use this to my advantage sort of thing um hopefully we get to that soon with matt Mm because we just keep teasing about it yeah Yeah.
0: okay interesting so yeah so now we switch to Rand talking to asmodean so after dismounts he finds asmodean and when it comes up, he's like, "I am too tired. I don't want to really have discussion today at all. um you know, how would you just go to your tent and Asman's like, "I realize you're not like I guess using the power to stop me right now, like do you trust me or something now? like Asman actually you know is really confused by it, and Rand just turns around' and is like yeah i I actually do trust you until you betray me, and then then I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> so <laughs>
3: don't mess it up." <laughs> And I'm pretty sure at this point you know that I know that you know that I certainly can. So <laughs> that wasn't even the best uh, interaction between them. Uh, Rand got all punny with him in a way that only those two would get.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And he's like, "Why do I carry this stupid banner?" And Rand's like, "Cause you're you were chosen." And then it's like he leans in, gives the wink. Ah, I get it, <laughs> chosen. <laughs> 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 No, Adele's like, Shh, come on, there's people <laughs> listening. They <laughs> like ran oh, They don't even know what I'm talking about.
4: <laughs>
2: we we can't brush over a few things. We, you know, we we've kind of skipped the fact that he is the bannerman,
4: mm-hmm. even
2: though he loves it. He's like, why do I have to carry it? Why can't you make Matt or Land or Moraine for that matter? And he's like, you carry it because, like you said, you are the chosen. But then he also goes into this port Shorel. So I just want to make sure, like, we make note of the the fact that he recognizes this could be the port city that he's born he himself was born in and the fact that it was brought up i'm now you know that stark awareness of if jordan has mentioned it it was mentioned for or with some type of a reason (laughs) so i don't want to breeze over this little detail at some point in time we may have to revisit this place because there may be some important clue or some important item that we need to gather from here so Let's just keep that in the back of our mind
0: as we keep moving along.
4: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Um, he also asked Rand if it's Rand speaking. was <laughs> oh, funny. So you get more of this whole thing about loose there and kind of taking over Rand. Um,
3: yeah. I don't know that he asked Rand if it was Rand speaking. I think Rand offered it up like, yeah, and by the way, that but, was me saying that. Yes, he does. Yeah. And then Rand kind of felt self-conscious like, ah, shit. Like maybe I shouldn't have said that because now he knows that I know that there's a problem and he already knew there was and man, now I just admitted to it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: see, but there's also the comments like, I trust you like a brother. And that could be questionable because Asmodean has been nothing more than a teacher. But then the threat that he gave sounds very much like somebody who was in charge of him or herself, who was very self-aware who knows what he or she can do with his or her power. And so he needs to make it very clear, do not get it twisted. This is, you know, Randolph Thor. And we, the two river folk do not like people who try to stab them in the back.
3: So Yeah. So obviously I have no way of knowing this, but I'm wondering if this is one of these lines where after we finish the series and come back, there's like more aha to it. And maybe there is some Luz Theron speaking here, uh, because I imagine Luz Theron was betrayed uh somewhere leading up to you know the demise of his family and everything like that. And so maybe that was Luz Theron talking through Rand of like, oh, like a brother,
1: <laughs>
3: nudging a <laughs> wink, but yeah. I will fucking destroy you if you cross me. Uh and that might be a subconscious nod back to the loose Theron days. Could be. Which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um
0: I guess this point uh he goes over to Aviana, who's uh directing the Gaishan to um uh, raise his tent and get everything ready and ran starts setting wards around the camp to uh warn about shadow spawn that enters and you know thinks well if there's humans that are coming, the oh, ayel are there for that and they'll spot those before, you know they're good enough to spot them if humans try to come in. But if shadow spawn he sets wards so that they'll trigger and he'll be able to know that Trollocs are drakkar or something are coming. Um and then that's when Avianda shows him the snake that she killed. <laughs> 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 I love that scene. <laughs>
4: well,
2: I, I do like the setup for it. It's like the wardings were complex weaves, if tenuous, and trying to make them do more than one could render them useless in practicality. So he's really showing that he's got a firmer understanding of what the weavings are and how complicated they can be and then the layering of weaves can essentially cancel one out
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so he also is realizing his limitations he understands how to formulate them he knows how to lay them but he doesn't know how to lap them one over the other to where they'll be super beneficial and then he also recognizes the lack in his power because he has to use the girl to do this and i'm sure as time goes he's definitely going to building confidence and his strength and be able to do more of this without the tool but it's really convenient that he did find it and Mm -hmm. i mean i think the the recognition of the snake itself just kind of goes to show and avianna kind of points it out you can lay as many wards as you want but all it takes is one snake in the midst to potentially end it all right so you know be it the poison of words of another or just you know one person sneaking in and acting on their own could be the end of our adventure here with rand or any of them so right definitely to watch their back a little bit better good thing our is there
3: do you think there's enemies amongst them right now definitely oh yeah okay come on We've been reading the series for a while. Alan. <laughs> that, that's a C minus question, that's maybe a B G- plus. C- <laughs> yeah, at best, yeah, at best. <laughs> I'm trying here, but I'm, I'm sleep
0: deprived right now. I just had a kid. Look, they got they got friends
3: with them that are also enemies, but still friends at the same time, and they don't even know it yet. That's they got it. They got everything there. I and mean, we, Rand might even be his own worst enemy. Mm, We've true. seen that before too.
2: And We still <laughs> don't have the complete buy-in of all the Aiel that are with him they're still waiting to determine exactly what the prophecies mean Mm -hmm. and for them.
3: Sure. They don't care about the rest of the world. And how about for a brief second, we thought, all right, Moraine's getting in line and she's just going to follow them and stop asking questions. Then like a chapter later, we find out she only said that so she can manipulate them from a different direction.
4: (laughs) Come on. Yeah.
3: Enemies. Get out of here, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs enemies
2: when you got friends like those? Yeah. Yeah, Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so back to the whole snake conversation, obviously, uh, Rand kind of scolds her about it being dangerous to kill it with this knife, because how dangerous these snakes are, and kind of explains, you know, how de- how deadly they are. Like, yeah, one so The
2: blood snake took its name from the effect of its bite, mm-hmm. turning the blood into jelly in minutes, unless he missed his guess, the neat wound beneath its head had come from her belt knife. Adeline and other maidens looked approving. And he scolds her. He's like, "Did you ever, for a minute, think that it could have bitten you?" He said, "Did you ever think of using the power instead of a bloody belt knife?" Why do you? Excuse me. Why didn't you kiss it first? You had to be (laughs) close enough. I, you know, he's becoming overly dependent on the power, right? In his time, that he's, I guess, surrounded by more and more people and becoming more and more uncomfortable with the situations that he's in. Right. And, you know, I and kind of got a little upset. She's like, the wise ones say it's not good to use the power too often. Right. They dangerous. say it's possible to draw too much power and harm yourself, which we know. Mm-hmm. So I thought, though I have not come near what I can hold yet, I am sure of it. So like, she is realizing she does have more power than she realizes and she can do more with it. But she's actually heeding the advice of her elders, which is something Rand's not yeah. doing very well.
0: And, and respecting respecting yeah. it versus just drawing as much as possible and and yeah. blindly learning. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: I tell you though, it's pretty unsettling. Like growing up in Virginia, yeah, there's poisonous snakes and spiders and things, but there's nothing that will like bite you and you're dead. Yeah, Uh, everything there, there's antivenom more than likely if you get to the hospital in a reasonable time, you're gonna be just fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I finally went to countries where the warning was like, uh, okay, literally, if it bites you, you're not even gonna make it to the hospital in time. So who cares if there's antivenom, you're just gonna die. That's a really weird i've been to australia you get a little more more paranoid (laughs) right yeah everything there wants to kill you
0: and instantly
3: it's all like instant death stuff (laughs) growing up i thought the king cobra was like the most fearsome snake and it looks like a badass uh but first time i got to africa we saw like three or four of them driving out to the training center and they're like oh yeah no big deal you'll be just fine if they spit at you it'll be a little uncomfortable you'll be fine but like the mambas they're like yeah no don't fuck with those That's one, but you're we're, ju- we're just gonna start planning your funeral the moment you get bit i'm like oh shit well
0: <laughs> even, even more poisonous than those are sea snakes and, oh, um, yeah, and they're and, aggressive as fuck yeah they can be um and I, remember I swam i guess it was in indonesia i was swimming in the water around the boat and turned around and there's a sea snake as close as my arm length staring right at me <laughs> just, i was like and back away slowly and go to the boat and get out of the water <laughs> like what do you do if you um, get bit i mean there's no sense oh, of dead. freaking
3: out do you just look at it and go oh no
0: like <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're dead i mean yeah. especially at sea like there's no Quick. way that there's i mean you have i mean if you're close to land and there's a chance because there is antivitam for it uh but you'd have to get airlifted and get to hospital like within yeah. like 50 minutes or something like that but if you're at sea you're you're, you're dead you're dead yeah like hope I bite you you're dead Um, creepy crawlies yeah fun times so this
2: is why i stay on land near concrete yeah well they're not even
0: down where i step. they're not even the worst things in the water in australia you have great whites you have saltwater crocodiles you have all sorts of stuff i mean at least with those you got a fighting chance like you might have you seen a saltwater crocodile you do not have a fighting chance (laughs) 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 they're big and fast chance like i'm talking about you know like a full-size school bus that's how big they are go google (laughs) saltwater crocodile in australia Uh, red one i mean i'm not even joking like that's how big they are crocodile that big like no there's no fighting chance (laughs) you are done
2: (laughs) i'm gonna give it indigestion
0: though (laughs) there you go uh
2: where were we at again
4: what were we reading <laughs> <laughs> anyway so
0: yeah so uh, uh, after this whole scene they settled down and this is when avienda pre- presents rand a gift and he carefully a sword. yeah how did care- you ever
2: come by a sword how did any io come by a sword don't tell me kadir had this hidden in his wagon and she's like i carried it in a blanket even so bears said that would make it right you know it's a nice shaft Strong and sturdy family jewels. hmm Good to
3: work. Giggity yeah. giggity.
0: And we find that, <laughs> we find that this blade has some history. This is actually Layman's, the you know, the, the king of Kyrian's sword. Tree killer. The tree killer. Um, and it goes back to that whole story and everything like that. That's been passed down, I guess, not for that long because that, that happened when Rand was born, so was, you know, 20 years ago. But um, you know, they've they've kept the blade but as a um kind of a token and and at first it was used as gifts and, and sold around, but then people don't even want it really anymore because no one really wants to touch a sword. Um, yeah. So, but she figures that, you know, if she gives him the blade, it'll cancel any debt that she owes to him. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, initially Rand refuses the gift, which is really offensive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Apparently the no, worst thing he could do.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he's
3: he's clever in the way he gives the parts of it he doesn't want back. Mm-hmm uh he's like well the scabbard it was yours to begin with and i don't accept it so you know if you keep it and you make a profit off it that's on you and essentially says the same thing about the jewels or whatever so Mm -hmm. they both make out pretty good you know And and obviously besides just where the sword came from you know he recognizes the heron mark uh well he can't quite identify it the same way land could of being made with the one power uh, to be certain there was enough evidence that it was you know as long as they've mm-hmm. had it and it's still got an edge and blah blah, See, blah, blah a, so. it, was a, it was a king's blade too right yeah 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 pretty cool it was a nice little interaction i think it's it's ridiculous like when do we get transitioned from giving gifts to be like all right now we're even because i don't want to owe you to like <laughs> when are they just gonna recognize they like each other like yeah it's ridiculous yeah. You know she's fighting it for the
1: sake
2: of her girlfriend because you know they do that for each other, but eventually there's gonna be a threesome or a foursome.
3: Come on, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. and
2: I found it really interesting that it was a Heron mark blade because we know that blade masters train for years and years and years. So the idea that a king has a hair mark blade, it's like, was this a blade that he earned, or was this one that's been passed on? Throughout time and who earned it initially, was it hmm. always in this shape, in this hilt, or was it in something different? You know, this blade's going to come back up in conversation in the future.
3: Well, and they're they're heading in the direction of carrying, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's where the sword originated. So, like, what if, what if just by using the sword, it somehow. <sighs>
2: He stripped it of all the noticeability. Like, nobody's going to know that that blade belonged to. There's going to
3: be some old head right before they're about to go to battle and a bunch of people are going to die. There's going to be some old G in the town that's going to be like, wait, let me look at that sword. Oh, that's the sword of Yabba Dabba Dabba. You are the king. And then they're like, yay. And then every song, this army gets bigger. It's the author. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they're with this sword, they're going to get a nice, warm welcome when they go into carrion korean 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 Cardian. Cardian.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah sure <laughs>
3: hey it's me i got my sword yeah. okay you're the king come on in.
0: it's not it's not It's not the dark saber
3: from uh uh from, 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 from mandalore <laughs> yeah, like maybe you, carry,
0: you carry you rule mandalorian
3: <laughs> right hey maybe it is yeah, maybe it's trying that? to throw I, me off okay. the trail
0: yeah, maybe maybe that's what yeah. it is
3: yeah and yeah. ran surrounded by friends yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah anything about this sword anything more about it before we move on to the that when them eating the snake no <laughs> um yeah so the next scene they're eating dinner uh they stewed up the blood snake and they're discussing ayol marriage because there there wasn't a marriage that just happened um and learning about the ayol customs of sister wives and marriage in general and uh, about bridal wreaths which uh, apparently you laid on different flowers and um and i showed ian and chris today a video that um uh, malcure talks and uh and uh and the threefold talk did um about um
3: penises and vaginas uh,
4: mm-hmm. about the different
0: flowers that you put in the <laughs> wreaths so if you want to check it on youtube uh it's not safe for work but uh just from the amlin seat is also there, it, it's a great little video, but very explains, educational. Very educational mm-hmm. explains all the different flowers very very well. I'll put put it in the show notes just because uh, it, it was it was done well.
3: And since I know which flowers I'm going to have at my next wedding for sure, <laughs> I picked up picked out like two or three good ones.
0: <laughs> two two good ones, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> I do
2: find it very interesting though that they put so much into. No, let me take that back. I am interested in the meanings that they put into flowers. I understand why they would put so much into giving meaning to flowers because flowers represent growth, which also represents nutrients and water, which is very sparse where they are. So this is a really big gift. It's telling of the nature of the bride, but it's Mm -hmm. also something that represents something special to them you know, the flowers that hold the water, they have to go out of the way to find the flowers to represent the nature of the woman right. and to represent the desires that are going to supposed to come from the marriage. So, you know, I, as I'm reading it, I'm like, in our tradition, our culture, we just go, Oh, those are pretty. And they match the color. We like, let's go with those. Like there are meanings to the flowers that we have, but does anybody really pay attention to that anymore? I don't I don't feel yeah. like we do. I just like ah, those are pretty because they're purple and 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 gold and oh they spray painted those like so they're not even natural anymore.
3: Yeah. So. That's why I like having you here Chris cuz you appreciate the depth of things. Meanwhile, I'm like I think it's cool when that penguin spends a week finding the perfect rock to give that chick. Uh, Sweet. <laughs> and you're like, "Hey penguin, what does this rock mean?" And he's like, "I don't know, smooth." <laughs> 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 it's rocky. <laughs> Yeah. I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So also we learn about a uh, uh, a man teaching a man to sing because Rand asked Avienda that the people saying about Matt. You know they're going to teach him how to sing. You know and and he's like, what does it even mean? And she te- yeah explains that. It's, it's usually the woman that proposes to the man in the IEL coach culture, not the other way around. Uh, women choose their men, but every once in a while, men will make their attention known. And the woman likes the man, but is not willing to give the spear for him. Um, so instead, the man will become Gaishan for him. And like only fools, what Aviana says, do this. But basically, they just teach him how to like sing and entertain and make fun of him. Cause mm. puppy dog love for them and they're not willing to give up their lifestyle for them. So, it's, you know, when, it's- I,
3: when I was, when I was young, I would look at something like that and be like, wow, that's like super romantic. That's the ultimate love, like expecting nothing in return. And you're just going to serve and devote yourself to somebody else. And now like, <laughs> man, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit selfish and taking care of number one also, and <laughs> the right relationship. Uh, you won't get penalized for taking care of you and taking care of them. Like Agreed, that's 100%. that's better all the way around. You know, find somebody where you can. They take care of you. You take care of them. You take care of you. They take care of themselves in, in a nice, nice balance. Yeah.
0: Next time on the Will Reads Love Line, we'll be talking yeah. about
3: <laughs> contestant number three. Let's say I stub my toe and I'm crying. What do you say to me to calm me down? Is crying really going to make that better? Uh, okay um contestant three could go home
0: uh, <laughs> uh, anyways so what do you think about all this like, uh, this a little bit more about IO, i know we've been kind of getting snippets of io culture but like you keep on getting more and more all these chapters so anything kind of stick out to you about all this or anything that you uh, kind of said like that's interesting
3: or i enjoyed or liked about it uh have flowers been exchanged between rand and Avienda? Mm, I don't know. Have they? Or, or just trinkets it, and swords so far? Maybe accidentally.
0: I'm not sure. Like without yeah. Rand knowing, what yeah. He's
3: doing. I, I'm kind of hoping like Rand accidentally pre- presents her with some gift that essentially like, Let's oh, get it yeah, on. Rand, he doesn't know it.
0: Rand gave her a bracelet.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what. That
0: was, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. But like so, somebody's gonna accidentally give Avienda a present, or like maybe Elaine accidentally gives her a present that means. Hey, it's okay if you hook up with my dude. Naviant is be like, sweet, just immediately go jump rand. I <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So they're gonna they're gonna actually say the wrong thing, and then uh, you know, it's it's the
3: it's secret code. Your you're married. Wait, what? Wait, yeah, wait, what? Wait, happened? what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Of course, you didn't. Silly. That's not how uh, it works.
0: Yeah, you say you say the magic words accidentally, like, hi. Oh, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> You said hi. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah. Um, and and after all this, Rand sets awards for his dreams. He goes to sleep. He dreams of men Elaine, and Avienda, in an aisle wedding, and that's how we end this chapter.
3: Ooh. Giggity, very yeah. prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any final
0: thoughts about this chapter about the blade, the gift of the blade?
3: more focused on the sister wives this really wasn't about i mean other than that giggity. sturdy shaft giggity with the family mm. jewels giggity. Giggity. yeah this is more about giggity <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. mm. it's, all, it's all about the, the the family jewels isn't it it is yeah
4: hey <laughs>
0: Don't forget to cut the family jewels as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
2: I think the, the, <laughs> the last thing that we need to bring up is the necklace and how that continues to come back and yeah. the, the meaning of the necklace and what Avienda takes as the meaning of the necklace because we know for a culture that seems so simple, they are very complex and complicated.
4: hmm
0: the end. anything else
3: i know i almost accepted some bowl from this old lady in a small village and had i accepted it like i would have been married into the family to like her youngest daughter or something oh nice i barely dodged that
0: yeah you gotta yeah. be careful in other countries sometimes right. they have like yeah they'll trick you
3: i was like ooh, a bowl so i looked excited so they got excited because i was excited but i was excited about a bowl <laughs> they were excited about me marrying into the family it's like <laughs> oh boy
0: uh,
3: yeah anyways so you guys
0: ready to move with chapter 22 yeah all yeah. right yeah. bird calls by night and the chapter symbol is Trollocs.
2: <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> and if you know anything about bird calls eat and i have perfected um the screeching osprey call um <laughs> we used to play disc golf a lot and um and one of our favorite things to do was right in the middle of a throw, getting ready to throw the Frisbee or the disc. Uh, we let out the most loudest Eagle Osprey, whatever screech. Hmm. Um, <laughs>
3: it's <laughs> like, just a, it's a high pitched squeal. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, right.
0: it's like in the back swing of your golf swing kind of thing, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, It's a bird call. <laughs> no. So in, in golfing, I don't know if you remember this, but on the high school golf team, we wouldn't scream. We would just very softly whisper penis. <laughs> like right as they're about to swing i don't know how many times i've caused you to shake by whispering <laughs> penis in the back swing. and if we were smart we would uh, stop but like you're i don't know you're so full of yourself like it's it's not, it's not gonna bother me and then shank
0: oh yeah uh-huh.
4: yeah. yeah
3: yeah penis
0: wasn't wasn't that didn't did not did, did you get to 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 be pong and hit the ball like into
3: one of the other guys so let's walk like no that was stansbury Stansbury, Yes. He got took yep. off all right to the stomach. Shaked it into some dude on another hole that was walking back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sucks. Uh,
3: uh, and then on a, on a more sad note, uh, one guy, Eric, hit a worm burner that hit a baby deer, <laughs> which we thought died. We are like, oh, my gosh, because the deer, deer went down hard, and it was out cold. We were like, oh, my gosh. So we run up to it and everything. We we're like, it's dead. What do we do? You know, you're like poking it with the club, like, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, it just springs up and runs into the woods. So it, it survived. Just, but yeah. just stunned. Yeah. Uh, Definitely took out a deer.
2: Yeah, I would be the worst person to have on that golf course that day yeah. because, you know, what
0: is wrong with him? Penis. <laughs> is uh, yeah. the
2: Jack laughing,
0: y'all. Yeah. Yep. yep, there you go. So we start with uh, Melindra is massaging Matt and a very sensual massage.
3: Kneading her you way are down are well his spine. You for such a short man.
0: Lower. that Lower. Lower.
2: How fucked up is that? You're <laughs> so well-muscled for a short man.
3: Oh, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> my physical therapist told me that today literally those exact words yeah
2: what did you do what did you say i'm I'm interested
3: i said uh thank you <laughs> i mean i said it just like that he's like no i mean it's a compliment i was like yeah sure <laughs> okay appreciate that <laughs> sure people have feelings too
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, you know it, not just offensive because like i'm average height what are you talking about like <laughs> <laughs> like, but,
4: <quite> <laughs>
2: <not>. <laughs> if i'm sure you can always find somebody else and she's like yeah. you're not too short for my taste and you are cute relax this does no good for your tents now i find it very interesting that everybody assumes that her objective is to make him sing when she builds him up so much part of me is like is this land fear like taking over did she kill the original and she's now like shape-shifted into this being I, I only think that because I have a lot of distrust for Lanfear and I know she wants to be close to Rand and she also wants to take control of it to for her own reasons and purposes and here like this is perfect opportunity
0: you yeah know. i mean she's like you know you're destined for glory and yeah why do you yeah, stay why like, do you stay in ranch shadow like you know I mean, man.
3: where we heard this type of conversation before yeah, land and, fear you know, like, when they first got the horn exactly, yeah, good point. like
2: in my mind i'm like this is land fear in disguise
3: yeah, yeah you know, i didn't, I didn't think fear. that but i can i can see that now that's a good one
2: like, it would it would take a lot she'd have to kill an aiel and then hide the body but is there anybody else more capable or she'd have to charm
0: a hell of a lot of people. A lot yeah. less likely. Yeah. And of course, Matt's just like completely ignores her and just like daughter nine moons. Are you sure you don't know what that means? Sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: Landveer know.
2: knows. He's like a man has to marry sooner or later, I suppose. But he certainly did not mean to take an aial wife. He mm-hmm. wanted to dance with as many women as he could while he could. You know. Matt's the player player. Mm-hmm. We knew this from the get go. Like he's letting it loose.
3: Yep. You know, I said that, and literally, like a couple of months later, I was married and already had two kids. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, good luck, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> Ride that single train as long as you can. Yeah.
2: Um, who do you it, think Matt's it, gonna end up marrying though?
3: Hmm. Good question, Chris. <sighs> I get the I get the feeling Matt's more the one that is just going to constantly get betrayed and maybe have the one that he loves killed or something like that. I see him as like the suffering single person throughout the throughout the story.
0: But he's going to marry the daughter that I meant. That's what the <laughs> elephant said or that what the,
4: the fan?
3: Yeah, and maybe that's yeah. supposed to happen and maybe she dies. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> yeah and
4: she-
0: just as Melinda asks, like, who is this Die of the Nine Moons? Matt hears two rivers birds. And he's like,
3: cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo.
0: And he's like, wait a second.
3: Penis. Penis. <laughs>
0: and, uh, <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and that was, that's the warning that there's attack coming. And he hears two different birds. One means, I guess, from the south. The other means from the north, I think. Or is it from the west and the east? I can't remember. It's from two sides. The
3: British are coming. The British are coming.
0: Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so he, he knows an attack's coming. He struggles to get some clothes on as fast as possible. Grabs his staff, stumbles out right into a trolley. <laughs> <laughs> and go, fight.
2: It says, good to river birds. Rand had chosen his warning from what he knew. Birds not found in the waste. And of course, uh, Melahindra, like she's just like straight up butterball naked, walks out with her staff and her face covering like Xena warrior princess let's go going at it (laughs) and matt's like cursing himself out like how could i let myself be caught off guard we got people approaching from the west from the south we got people coming from north they're coming from all over and then it's like he had no time to feel the icy chill before he was completely out of the tent he almost lost his head to a scythe curved trolloc sword the blade brushed his hair as he threw himself into a low dive rolling to his feet with the spear ready at first glance in the darkness the trolloc might have been a bulky man though half again as tall as any old man garbed in all black mail with spikes at elbows and shoulders and a helmet with a goat's horns attached but these horns grew out of the two human head and below the eyes a goat's muzzle thrust out snarling the trolloc lunged at him and he howled in a Harsh language never meant for human tongue. Matt spun his spear like a quarterstaff, knocking the heavy curved blade to one side and thrusting his long spear point into the creature's mid. Mail parting with the power made steel as easy as flesh beneath. The goat's snout trollic flooded over with a harsh cry, folded over, excuse me, the harsh cry, and Matt pulled his weapon free, dodging aside as it fell. You know... As able body as Matt and the guys that came from the Two River were when they left, the movements that he's pulling off now with such ease.
3: With such ease. There's the the emphasis. The
2: with the staff, the feel of the male, like just splitting apart as if it were flesh. These are familiar thoughts. For somebody who, yes, has killed and been engaged in battle, but not enough to where it's just like, this is common. This is how it should be.
3: (laughs) Matt just wakes up and goes, I know Kung Fu. (laughs) 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 Like it just gets downloaded on him. Yeah, I've also noticed that where where, um, Nynaeve has to be angry to channel, apparently Matt just has to be mildly annoyed by everything to kick ass and take names. He's so always like, ah, I'm going to go <laughs> kick some ass. Gosh. Jeez.
4: <laughs> Let me
3: put on my, my dying kiss. <laughs> One of the forsaken is coming after ring. Dice, dice, dice.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, dice up several Trollocs too. I mean, you yeah. see, see human attackers coming in. They're shouting Samuel and the golden bees, which is um, the Ileana cry. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Samuel rolls Ileana. So this an attack from, from him. At least it seems, looks like. Um, and
3: Dices and, up another one, then goes, I don't want to be mixed up in this. Especially yeah. not if Samuel's around. You yeah. hear me? <laughs> dice, dice, dice. And then a fade shows up. A merge roll.
0: And has just killed, I think, two Aiel. Like, when he turns his attention to, to Matt. Yeah. And Matt then attacks the fade.
2: So it's like, again, with a roar, Matt rushed in to meet it. sphere, spinning like a quarterstaff, thrusting, ever-moving. The thing carried a dark blade as its cloak. A sword hammered at the forges of uh, Thakandar? Thakandar. Thakandar. And if that cut him, he was as good as dead, unless Moraine appeared quickly with her healing. But there was only one sure way to take down a Fade all-out attack. You had to overwhelm it before it overwhelmed you. And a thought for defense could be a good way to die. He could not even spare a glance for the battle raging around him in the night. So again, all of this thought, all of this knowledge, it's not like he has been training with land and training with the others and really learning the information. It's all just kind of flooding him. Mm -hmm. And he is comprehending it at a level that it's useful information, which is really cool. So, you know, we're seeing the, him reap the benefits of what he gained by going into Roidian, And we also see him really holding his own against Emerdral, which it really hasn't been that long since they left the Two Rivers and since their first encounter with Emerdral and just like the stiffening fear that, he, that they all felt and the inability to even think about addressing this character. And now he's in outright battle with one.
3: Yeah. And it's not that he doesn't feel the fear. I mean, right off the bat, the the eyeless gaze turned on him and he shivered, fear oozing along his bones. But part of that um, growth, I won't say maturity, but growth is where he recognizes that that is just a weapon that the Fade has. But there is a way to beat him. He has experience knowing they can be beat. And within a split second, you know, after feeling, feeling that, that fear oozing along his bones, he's with a roar. Matt rushed to meet it, spear spinning like a quarterstaff, thrusting, never moving. Like the only way to defeat is just full on attack, overwhelm him before he overwhelms you. So, yes, he still, you know, the, the weapon of the, the fade still affected him. He felt that fear, but he was like, fuck this, and just went all out berserker on him.
0: Yeah. And cries out the or cry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So which is pretty badass. Yeah. And then once the fade falls, he re- looks around, and realizes the battle's over. Um <laughs> and Melindra comes out and goes, You dance well. <laughs>
3: I like the way you work it. No biggie.
0: got a back to like
3: <laughs> gotta kill a <if> fade.
2: <laughs> I mean, he could end up marrying her.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. And then the same thing happens again all right yeah he screams something in the old tongue and somebody goes what was that you called out yeah. and he's like oh it's nothing i thought it nothing don't, don't, I don't worry want about to talk it. about it don't worry about it. you're hearing. you're hearing shit oh it's just something i heard the other day from a gleeman i don't even know what it means yeah yeah
0: thanks oh, like i saw matt. You
3: with the
2: night runner matt you were as tall a man as a man needs to be
4: mm-hmm. yeah
2: he like grabbed her by the way she's like who's your daddy
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
0: and that's what we in this point of view so anything before we switch over to rand
3: yeah so remember way back in the day where like i just threw you know dart on the thought board and i was like oh you know the blood of aemon is going to be strong in Matt. and Matt. this is like really early on that. and i remember you took a note mm-hmm. of it and then mm-hmm. there's the emphasis of the cries of manethrin for the honor of the red eagle battle cry of manethrin most of his memories were from Manethrin. Like, maybe it's not just that the blood is strong in him. Maybe he is. Is it amen yeah, 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 Aem. maybe he's Amon.
2: Maybe so.
3: And maybe Nynaeve ends up being the wife that in just yeah despair slash anger just unleashes so much of the power, destroys her and literally everything fucking around she her. Because I could man, see man, of all the together? characters, only because of like... If he is amen is there a, does he have his counterpart, the female counterpart? The only one that kind of fits that scenario right now. Why
2: not Egwene?
3: I don't see Egwene lashing out like that.
2: But she didn't lash out necessarily. She did lash out and hurt, but she had a cool, calm, calm command of the power before she decided to draw. Just draw more than she can handle. Go. Like this is calculated. This wasn't emotional.
3: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Or maybe, maybe we Matt haven't met the one gets with that is. Way. Mm. Mm. Potential we, yeah. but yeah, I, the who he gets with, I don't, I don't feel too strongly either way. But uh, blood of Eamon, yes, because Definitely. Amon, yes, he is. That's what I'm feeling now. Yeah. So anything else to switch?
2: No one attacked without a reason.
3: Yeah why had anyone launched such a hopeless assault?
0: Yeah.
3: Why? distraction? hmm so, Yep.
0: So then we go to Rand's point of view. So Bird Calls wake Rand up. He immediately sees a siding and runs outside and uh, sees battle going on the edge of the camp. So where he is, so where Matt's on the edge of the camp, so that's where this pointless battle's going on. And Rand's at the center of the camp um, where there's no battle going on there, but then he turns around and sees Avienda and she's already been taken into the deep, deep
3: she being sung to trance of the drag car. The sirens got her. <laughs> the drag car singing to her. A hey, oh, question before we go too deep into this. So Matt hears the bird calls and then ran, hears the bird calls for a split second. I was like in the Matt scenario, I was thinking ran was the one doing the bird calls, but I'm guessing w- what they did is Rand taught the bird calls to mm-hmm. the, no the I the and they also used
2: it? it. No, that's the weave.
0: Yeah, it was the weave, the wards when they when they break the ward when the, Oh, the
3: wards that he yes. set
0: he said it to make, make bird calls.
3: Okay. That's and, where I was getting confused. I was like, are the IEL now doing these bird calls or what? But, okay.
0: I set the weaves to make the sounds.
3: Now I feel less dumb. Thank you. Yeah. You're
0: good. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so spots the Drakkar in Avienda. He carefully finger blasts his way. A finger thin
2: balefire burned past her an arrow of solid light to take down the Dracar. It's like, a tiny so he,
0: swirl. Just, just a little
2: swirl. He's learning how to focus, how to change the size, how to purposely manipulate. Because he also has to remember that Balefire doesn't just kill it erases. Right. So I like this this concept. Um, just due to the simple fact that um it it's really again, if he were to mess up history, he could mess up a lot. This Chakar, we don't know who else has killed. We don't know what other battles it's been involved in. We know nothing about these creatures. Mm-hmm. So for him to use some restraint was smart. And it also shows that his growth and I guess you kind of got to give that to our, our chosen friend there. Yeah. Thesmodian, for teaching him. So yeah, I think it's great.
0: And, and I love this next part. So as soon as he does that, Alvi end up breaks the trance. She turns around and immediately shoots a fireball at Rand and Rand like jumps up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rand's like, what the hell? Like, Tiger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just saved your life and you're doing that. And like, he's pissed. <laughs> Until he turns around.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so I know heat of the battle, maybe we could just chalk it up to that, but sneaky, sneaky. That the Drakar could come up right behind him and he not even sense it. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So are we back to Warded Dracars or something like that? Or yeah, or was be, it right? just
2: Ram being full of himself?
3: Hmm. Yeah, maybe distracted, caught up in the moment of what he did, yeah. his yeah. affections for Avienda, and worrying about her. There's a whole lot of things that could have distracted him. So I'm not mad at him for it. it but
0: it could be Warded.
3: Yeah, I mean, we that, seen that. We saw
0: the Moraine. Like, worried. right,
3: right, right.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And, yeah, of course, Rand turns around and sees that Alvina actually threw the fireball at another direct card that was about to kill Rand. Um, and Rand tries to apologize, but she was none of it at this point.
3: <laughs> a great deal. You know Rand out Thor came a muffled reply. You are a fool. And Rand's trying to figure out, like, how am I even supposed to apologize to her? Like, <laughs> clearly saying I'm sorry doesn't work. I guess there's a certain type of gift I have to give her to apologize. So now he's in debt to her again. Yeah. <laughs> And the gifts will keep on giving.
2: You know, um, you can give her the dragon that's been reborn. Yeah. You know? A new <laughs> he
3: could he can give Go. her he who comes with the dawn, you know what I'm talking about? He's an early riser, giggity giggity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: So yeah, yeah. Um, And then at that point, the battle's over. So we go. uh, The wise ones and Egwene come running over the tent, um, and you can feel the channeling, you know, draw out of them. Um, Gets that sensation. Uh, It describes that really, really well. Like when he lets go, he doesn't want to let go ever. But you know, it drains out of them. It's it's always interesting when it's described.
4: Hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: I just love how he's like, I'm a fool. And she's like, you are. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, how do I apologize (laughs) to this chick? Like, no matter what I say, you know, maybe Gia Toe, like, teaching me how to sing. Maybe I should just go ahead and just be her biatch for a little bit. Like, I I did think that was hilarious because I would have had the same thought. Like, no matter what I do, I'm wrong, so fuck it. Like, I'm just going to keep being wrong. I think that's the one holdup that Rand's not realizing. The I.O. men just do whatever they need to do. And they just kind of put up with what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But they're smart enough to where they do it in a way that they don't get in trouble. He needs to figure that art out. -hmm But Got it.
3: It's, part of, it's one of those, you know, choosing your battles sort of thing. Yeah.
2: And yeah. it's like, if it, he, he at least recognizes like Avienda really helped him out. And Aguin yeah. was like, yeah, I could feel it channeling. And then she's like, and you clearly made her upset. You know, you're stupid. Like, just flat out dumb. I love Egwene and her growth in the sense that she's become much more open with her thoughts and opinions, and she voices them really quickly. And she still treats Rand like Rand. It's like, I'm going to tell you like it is because you are nothing more than a boy mm. doing stupid things
3: how about the wise ones running there going Whew, thank god there was only one and rand's like i disappeared in one of them and like they just go okay <laughs> like i would i would've thought they'd have been a little more curious about that no but they just went <laughs> like, okay. okay one disappeared <laughs> and you pissed off avienda okay
2: yeah yeah i think at this point it's just like an expectation sure yeah
4: but this is like
3: I don't know. As a reader, the concept of Balefire was pretty cool to me. And Maybe they don't know everything about it, but even just that it, there's no evidence of it even existing. There's no char left. There's no nothing. It's like, i made it not exist anymore is essentially what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Not like I killed it so bad. There's only a couple of crumbs left of it or a pile of ash. Like no, I, I, I made it not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty powerful statement. And everybody just kind of, okay. they just go with it and move on to do other things. Yeah. So,
0: hmm. yeah and uh yeah moraine comes over at this point to check on him make sure he's okay um yeah and he's fine uh and warns him he thinks o- there's an obvious reason for this attack uh she does make that point to him
2: yeah and he makes the point that he was surprised she was not there sooner.
4: yeah hmm.
2: and she's like it is what it is i can't hold your hand forever
0: yeah yeah, and then they both go on their way and Rand goes to check on Esmodion, As- uh, who stayed out of the fight, which was probably pretty wise of him because you know doesn't want to give him away what he actually is. And yeah, you know, that's risking things if he joined in. He's chosen, uh, he's chosen to carry to carry the banner. But he also thinks that you know it might not have been Samuel. Uh that this you know, yeah. Yeah, Ran Rand seems to think it is like that this is Samuel's doing, but uh, you know, because and Randy makes the reply saying, "You know, he's. samuel's he almost baited me like this before." And he's like, "Wait, that's from the Age of Legends. Crap.
3: Uh, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He's talking. I don't
3: know. What I'm talking about. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's just because people come in screaming, Samuel, Samuel, that could still be a tactic that mm-hmm. somebody not Samuel's people would use. Like, sure. One time, uh, my oldest, Riley, when she was like five, decided to draw." with crayons at the back of the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And because she didn't want us to know that it was her underneath it, she wrote Ryder. Ryder had just turned three could couldn't write his name, couldn't write his name or anything. So I'm <laughs> letting her tell me the whole story. And she's like, it's Ryder. See, he put his name there. And I handed the crayon to Ryder and I was like, Ryder, write your name on here. And Ryder just starts gnawing on the crayon. And I'm like, you see, <laughs> You can't just put a name there and be like, Oh, somebody else.
0: You know, like when you tell like a really, really bad lie and like, <laughs> and then you get caught on in it and then you try to double down. It just makes it worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was me in high school. Like I, I went to my girlfriend at the times house and uh, on the way over there, I'd stopped in a parking lot to smoke a cigarette or something like that. And um, I, I got back in the car and I backed up into a telephone pole and uh, you know, it was my dad's car. Like, not, not like he, it was my car, but you know, it wasn't my dad's name. I was in high school. um, You know, it was one of those things. It wasn't my dad, dad's car. But anyway, yeah. so I get home and there's a big dent in the back panel or whatever. And, you know, next day he asked me, like, what happened? I was like, I was parked at my girlfriend's house. I came out, It looked like maybe a hit and run. You know, someone must have side swiped the car and I was parked on the street. You know, my, my dad, you know, believed me and went with it. And then the insurance adjuster came out. And my dad told him the story that you know a car must have hit it. And the insurance adjuster looks at my dad. And goes, "How fast was the telephone pole moving?" Uh,
3: <laughs> get him. If so, so you look close t- enough, you could see like the stamp mark from the pole, like with.
0: So, so uh. me being, so me being an idiot, uh, and, and, and trying to be quick on my feet and not being smart at all. My dad comes in and tells tells me, he goes, "So, uh, just talked to the insurance adjuster, and um, um, he said there was a telephone pole." I was like. You know, it could have been one of those like wood panel like wagons or whatever, you know, like one of like the wood panel trucks, you know, Oh, man. that's like and that's like that's plastic, you know, you're grounded <laughs> like, Have you seen like, the Fred uh, Flintstone I mobile? The, the I mean, could of, know, been it could been that. have been a trailer, you know, or something. I don't you know. <laughs> it was <laughs> wooden. I you know <laughs>
3: So the Highland games are going on. I think I saw someone <laughs> yeah, toss a caver. I, so. <laughs> I think I think, yeah. I'm,
0: like, yes. I'm just digging myself a bigger
3: bigger hole. Like yeah, so you're grounded. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And so, uh, that i would be like damn that adjuster's good we need to get his number for the future yeah
0: anyways um, so this is yeah <laughs> <sighs> so yeah they, they talked for a little bit as Merian and rand um uh, anything from all that before rand returns to his tents with the maidens
2: oh no that was the best part he got his first look of skin in a mm-hmm. long time
3: yeah Wait, are we talking about the his conversation with Esmodian yet?
2: Yeah, we already skipped over that. We're down. Oh,
3: okay. Hold on. Uh, Esmodian's tent not very far from us. There had been not a sound out of it. With the flap, he flinched when it appeared, gave him no chance to speak. You did not expect me to take a hand, did you? I felt the Car, but you could deal with those. You did. I have never liked drakkar. We should never have made them.
2: Yeah, I read that.
3: How about that, mm. folks? They were science experiments, man. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. Janelle interesting Parallels
2: between this and Lord of the Rings because she's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And mm-hmm. she's like all the creatures being made with the power, with the source. With She's like, you know, there's a lot of that influence here. Yeah, I really appreciate but I I do wonder like in the beginning were these science experiments combining you know magic and science Hmm. or were they just straight up science experiments period and the world got warped
3: yeah I mean you start tugging on threads and manipulating the pattern and everything it's you're manipulating creation and what could be
4: Mm-hmm.
3: uh and for for most of what we've read so far i always thought that maybe uh a lot of our beasts were similar to like what we saw with Celine and those frog looking things Girl. like they're yeah they're like beasts that just exist on another plane or another universe that somehow they're able to bring into this one but this flat out says we've made them it's yeah. not like we went and found them and brought them from somewhere else we made them i'm like okay
4: mm-hmm.
3: well why yeah, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> the forsaken. the yeah. chosen, the chosen, yeah. So, yeah, and
0: um, so after all this scene, that's when Rand goes back and gets a little view of skin, you know, turns the tents with the maidens.
4: <laughs>
0: Giggity.
2: Giggity, I don't know, I would have been able to contain myself. All these maidens looking for a, a spear to sheath. <laughs> Yeah. I guess you gotta consider him a good guy though. He definitely could have taken advantage of the situation and his power. And he definitely has
4: not, so Mm -hmm. yep.
0: So what do you think of this conversation he has with the maidens? It's a short one, but you know, it's glad he doesn't get hurt, adds that he just wants to meet his toe, their toe. He talks about toe with them and that they should talk to the wise ones.
3: Yeah. Well, pretty- I mean, they feel like they failed him. so now they're gonna feel like they're in his debt. So yeah, we're where before they felt honored to like volunteer to protect him, like now they're gonna be his servants. I think or, I or there's a risk of that. This
2: the same way he did. Like if he needed their protection, then he wouldn't be who he is. They did what he needed him to do, what excuse me. He, they did what he needed them to do which is to protect others because there are those that need this help more than him so I think I'm right there with Rand in the regard of like why do you feel like you did something wrong you did exactly what I needed be good with that I am happy with you but that's not their way so we know I, yeah. I enjoy the punishment that's coming in the next
0: chapter. <laughs> Sounds good. Anything we missed from this chapter? I mean, it ends with Rancor going to sleep again. Yeah. That's how all chapters pretty much end these days. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to go to sleep now. He's like
3: Baby Yoda. He busts out a little bit of the power and he's like, I need a nap now.
0: Let am to go, go sleep next to sleep a Rancor. Off.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just like snuggle off. up next to a <laughs> tooth. <laughs> uh,
0: yep. So anything we missed? Anything you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Moving on to chapter twenty-three, the fifth, I give to you. Yeah, you got the dragon symbol. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, after four days of travel to the Jengai Pass, the Aiel clans are following Rand, uh following Rand, finally reach Kyrian. So they finally get to Kyrian. at least the outskirts, not the city itself, but the country. So. Ta da! Thoughts about entering in here and the reaction?
2: The initial like reading of the title, The Fifth I Give to You, we definitely talked about spoils of war. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's very appropriate where we're headed that there's going to be a lot of internal conflict on the side of, you know, the tree killer and his people. So I'm interested to see how Rand's able to keep everybody together. Like, this is going to be a huge undertaking.
0: Right. And Aiel culture and is that whenever you conquer anything, you take a fifth exactly. as your, as your warp. And we, we learned that in the Stone of Tear because Rand allowed them to take a fifth of the, t- of the stuff in the Stone of back to the Aiel Waste with them. Much to his, dis- he didn't necessarily like it, but he was explained it's their culture. So he's worried about that too, because he doesn't want to be seen as a conqueror coming in. You know he's, it's, it's this really weird place that runss in because he wants them to be he doesn't just want the IEL. He wants the nations too, like everybody. He wants everybody. And this is a really weird predicament in because you have a force you're going over that hates the Kyrians, Um you know, the Kyiri. Um, oh
3: so they'd happily kill them all. Yeah. So
0: it's an it's a interesting political predicament that Rams in. Yeah. Well, we also get a little peek
2: into what Moraine's up to.
0: Yeah. But before we get there, what do you think about like the IEL? Like they're all gaping about the streams and everything like that. And like
3: (laughs) the air was moist. It was moist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean,
2: I can tell you, moving to North Carolina from Virginia, as similar as things are, the humidity here is not as high as back at home.
4: Mm -hmm. And
2: so for me, it was like, she would Chanel would be complaining about the humidity. I'd be like, What humidity? What humidity? What are you oh, talking yeah. about?
3: Oh, our summers, we got so much water around us in Hampton Roads. Everywhere you look, there's water. So it's like 100% humidity every day. Yeah, exactly. There, there,
0: there was a girl at a college with that she was from Reno, Nevada, had never left Nevada her entire life ah, until she ah, went to college. Ah, 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 and she didn't even tour the university. She just got accepted and decided to come to Virginia. Oh wow! And she said, the moment she set off the plane, she felt like she couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, because like, you get, you know, college starts in August, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the thickest. Of the it's like 100% humidity all the time. <laughs> like, I had to find a new hairdresser because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you feel like you're drowning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? How do you breathe? <laughs> but it,
2: it's so funny. Like, I have to have two humidifiers running in the apartment at all times. Because I don't feel like I can breathe in the dry air.
0: Oh, it's horrible! Like so, we have got a new ACU unit, uh, AC and heating units, like two new ones. We got a whole new system. We have we have two dual system, but um, mm-hmm. we got two new ones, and the amount of moisture it sucks out of the air, um, because they're so efficient, mm-hmm. our house gets so dry that we've mm-hmm. had to get humidifiers just because it's it's, yeah.
2: So I can see these people walking into a new land where all of a sudden things are not brown anymore and trees are growing everywhere. And the thing that they treasure the most is they're in abundance, like water.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and shade.
2: Yeah, it's like being brought into the land of milk and honey by the Karkhan. Like, mm-hmm. here he is bringing us into a land where everything is plentiful. So it does completely destroy and renew the culture. Yeah, This is fulfillment of prophecy right here in the sense that by him marrying the two cultures and bringing these people out of their land, out of the waste, into the actual lands that he is used to, they no longer, like their sayings no longer have the same meaning. Mm -hmm. Their desires for just fertile land and water are no longer as big yeah you know they're by nature just going to have to change and everything about their world has just been completely shifted
0: yeah um and and you you mentioned that we get to moraine as well a little bit about what's going on with her she's been fussing with kadir and the wagons and a queen specifically
3: one wagon yeah you know and that's got the what did the they describe?
1: An Canvas covered shape of, of the,
3: the door, door, frame, door turn frame grill frame. made a hump above the rest of the load. Mm-hmm. So one similar to like what maybe the accepted go-through or similar. That's, that's uh, the one from Meridian to that, to Matt what, yeah, that Matt yeah. went through. Yeah, the Meridian so that Matt went through. Yeah. And
0: also the red one and tier that they went through the first yeah, time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, similar, similar. So
0: and, and it's going to, to do we, this isn't what,
3: the exact one that matt went through is it
0: yes exactly it, so it was
3: confirmed Freudian, that. Freudian. Uh,
2: now here's the thing we have to remember it's believed and understood that she can only go through one door once right so by gathering the doors she's giving herself and others multiple opportunities to go through and learn and
3: to gain sure you can only see the green mm. man once but moraine did it twice mm. rules That's are made true. to be broken
2: And so she's finding her loopholes because she needs to know more about what's coming.
3: Maybe she went in once and asked for more wishes and they said, damn it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We didn't specify. Fair enough. More wishes. (laughs) (laughs) No bringing the dead back to life. It's not pretty. (laughs)
0: So, um, yeah, Egwene still doesn't understand what's important about it, but Emorraine uh, won't tell her. Like, no one will tell her anything. And, and Egwene's kind of this weird predicament. Now, she even looks over and sees the maiden carrying dolls, guarding Rand. She's trying to figure out what even that's going on over there. <laughs> no, no. She's like, they're not children. Why are they carrying dolls?
3: <laughs> of course, that's... I love
2: that as a... I just wish <laughs> in our social structure, it was set up to where we can just embarrass people and they would just accept that's hazing
3: that's abusive that's abusive even in the army so like if somebody uh if we were in the field or something and somebody left their weapon unattended and walk away um we would take their weapon from them and we would hand them a mock-up of a weapon that was like 10 sizes too big it's as big as their body and we would have them march around and do drill and ceremony in front of everybody with this massive mock m4 and we thought it was hilarious you can't do that anymore in the army That's abuse. That's hazing. i tell you what it was effective with. People wouldn't leave their fucking weapon laying around anymore. It worked. You did not have repeat offenders with that one.
2: I hope we don't enter into any form of. Formal war. In the foreseeable future. Because you're right. I have seen it just coming from the background. And knowing people that are in the military now. They are much more soft now. Than even. Eight yeah. Years ago, years yeah
0: ago. i mean like even like the navy the shellback ceremony which is all hazing um now it's option it used to be mandatory that when you cross the equator you're gonna go to the shellback ceremony and now you don't it's an optional thing and
3: um and it's more of like a friendly party celebration there's no right. hazing to it right. yeah
2: we become so soft
3: yeah That's people I mean, just because some people went too far with it doesn't necessarily mean the whole concept should be gotten rid of completely. But yeah. we can talk about that on another day. I have all sorts of concerns similar to what you mentioned.
2: Well, I'll tell you like this. I embarrass the shit out of kids all day, every day. You want to be little shitheads? Mm-hmm. I even tell them, tell your parents because I love to have a meeting with them because they don't answer their damn phones. But maybe if you tell them I called you a shithead, they'll come <laughs> and talk to me. <laughs> And nobody is taking me up on that yet. I have yet to meet a parent.
3: I heard you but, called my son a little shithead.
0: Uh, yeah, twice.
3: Called him an <laughs> asshole too. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah Parents so sometimes funny.
0: get really offended when you
3: speak the truth.
0: I know that. Before, before I had kids, we had uh, uh, family friends that had kids. I, some, some of my, my wife and I's friends had kids that are a little older than mine. And I think we're at, at a dinner and one of their kids was just being like a brat and annoying. And he said something. And like I I made a snide comment back, and his parents got so offended by it. And I'm like, what? He's being a little like he's being a brat. Like I'm, I'm just I'm just saying how, how I it see is. it.
3: Yeah. It's like welcome to his, the real world. You're gonna punk. hurt his
0: feelings. You don't say that to a kid. I was like, I mean, I didn't cuss him out. I just said like like it's
2: so funny because the kids are are fluid enough to where they hear it. They accept it, and some cry, and others change.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. It gives me hope for the future when the others change. The ones that cry, I'm like, you're going to live a hard life. Yeah. The ones that adjust, they show real grit.
0: Yeah. I think, I think I can't remember the exact conversation. But it was something like a dinner where like the kid was being annoyed and he said like, and he asked like the dinner table, like, do you know what's really annoying? I was like, you. <laughs> <laughs> Alan giggles like- to
3: himself. <laughs> Everybody else goes, oh, oh, you can't say that, but you know, here's the thing. So I still grew up in the era where like coaches were hard asses by, by T-ball baseball coaches, except for the years my mom was coaching, but they were like Long haired head like dip in their mouth, they'd curse us out, they'd run you hard, like <laughs> stuff that you definitely can't do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh and I guess that might mess some people up, but what I was able to do is I learned how to filter out what what the message was that people were actually trying to give me. So like instead of getting getting offended by any sort of harsh criticism, I'll filter it out and say, okay, so <laughs> if they're trying to correct something that I did wrong, what can I do different and learn from this? Uh, you just learn to not get offended by it. And I think that's the, yeah. I don't know. It's the healthiest way to, to mature. It's just not, then, then you had some not coaches, let everything break you down.
0: Then you get some coaches that were over the top. Like yeah. I, I remember sure. I was, when I was in playing little league baseballs catcher on, on a team and I took a, a, a bad pitch to, to the toe and it actually busted my toenail off and bleeding profusely on my toe. And I couldn't, you know, when you're catching you squat down on your toes, like,
3: it yeah. enforces the blood the way you're squatting there yeah,
0: yeah. and i i took my cleat off and like there's blood everywhere and like i was like coach i can't go in anymore and he's like what are you going to call an ambulance like get out there and catch and i'm like but but my
3: toe <laughs> like, <laughs> rub some dirt on it kid <laughs> get in there
0: i was like but
4: but it,
2: yeah. i can't <laughs> and so i mean i think the IELTS punishment was just in the sense that it's like you're going to have this constant reminder that you are not children and you need to think before you act, act quickly. Yes. But think before you act and determine what's best. Like they clearly went out to fight for the joy of fighting and the glory and they felt they were doing right. But if they had the forethought, they would have sent a couple of people to stay behind with the person they're supposed to be serving and protecting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, right, let's just go because that's where the battle is. They did not have the thought to go, all right, you two stay back there with him. The rest of us will go to the battle.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And as they move on down, they get to the next village and Culloden's been through and uh, has razed the entire town and paling all the inhabitants, no survivors at all. Um, and, and Brand's kind of horrified of all and All the you are like, eh, they're the tree killers. Uh, whatever <laughs> like, yeah it's like what um it, and he makes it clear he's here to save Kyrie and not ruin it and the, and the yield you know but then also says they can't take their customary fifth as long as it's not food and and more than you know what they need whatever, basically and if anybody takes an inch more i'll have them hanged which that definitely oh, this is
2: kind of where that thought that the ladies were having in the first chapter that we read for this grouping kind of come into play because here Rand clearly feels like he's at fault.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now I don't know if that's because he hoped to really gain these people's trust and really use them or what changed or if it was like the idea that he's so far behind. Maybe he's seeing this happening maybe even in Kyrian.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: but here he is kind of taking all that blame that Egwene was worried about two chapters ago. So there's a little bit of validity there. And then, of course, allowing the people to take what they are allowed to take. He said, I give you the fifth, but no part of what is to be food. We will live on what we can, what can be found wild, or hunted, or bought. If there is anyone with food to sell, until I have—excuse <clears throat> me. If there's anyone with food to sell, until I have the Tarians increase what they're bringing up from tier. If any man takes a penny more than the fifth or a loaf of bread without payment, if he burns so much as a hut because it belonged to a tree killer or kills a man who is not trying to kill them, that man be hung, Mm -hmm. whoever he is. So, very clear, very direct. You can, you know, we will hunt, we will purchase, we will not take because we're not conquering. He is literally, again, breaking down the culture of this people.
3: Well, and still letting them have some of it by granting the fifth. Mm-hmm. uh but even in that he limits it to you know you're not going to take things that are going to make these people worse off you know you're not going to take a life unless somebody's attacking you you're not taking food we'll find a way to scavenge sort of thing but so he still allows them to, to take, take a fifth
2: uh like trinkets and through, through small towns the, you know there's not going to be really anything of importance
3: Well, they're on the footsteps of the big city itself they're, yeah. they're right there and carrying but they're
2: not there to attack it they're there to negotiate yeah.
3: yeah i think i think rand's gonna walk in there by himself and pull a witcher move and be like oh, i hear you got an IEL problem <laughs> guy, guy walking around putting all your people on spikes you knew uh i could take care of that for you <laughs>
0: yeah possibly yeah, yeah in the claim chief's reactions, they just don't understand why he's taking pity on the tree killers but you know it looks like they're, they're gonna obey him but it's definitely there's some disgruntled about it like and and even a approves of it but it's just really hating how arrogant rand's becoming well they made the
2: statement i came to follow who comes at the dawn not to coddle oath breakers mm-hmm. and he's like dude i came to save this land not to ruin it further Mm-hmm. These people have nothing to do with what happened in the past. Right. So it's telling them, get over it. Right. Yep. You know, that's one of the worst things to tell a person when they're still frustrated, but in the same vein, sometimes that's just the answer. Like yeah. shit happens. Move on.
0: Right. Yeah. I find myself say that all the time. Like when people dwell on stuff in the past, I'm like, can you change the past? No. How are we going to prove the future? Like, why are we dwelling on it then? Like, this is not solving anything. Like, I I've had that talk with so many people, whether it's work settings, whether it's personal relationship, like... Yeah,
3: the, the only reason to bring up the past is if it's in in the uh, in the vein manner. of process improvement for the future. Sure. But if, Other, if you're just drawing on something, otherwise, then, yeah, yeah, let it go. Stop. Yeah. Right.
4: <laughs> and
2: I, and I'll <laughs> personally admit, I'm one of those people that ruminate quite often. But as I'm ruminating, I'm thinking... What did I learn? What did I gain? What am I going to do next?
4: Yeah.
0: I think it's the first time I, the first time I ever got in trouble at work for like something like where I just screwed up, like, so I just screwed up like a deal or something like that. This is when I was really early in my career. And I remember the, the boss called me in and I think he was just taking back my answer. Like he wanted to know what happened and why. And I just sat there and looked at him was like, it doesn't matter what happened. It matters how we're going to improve it. So here's what right. we're going to do. And like, he just like was taken back and I was like, I mean, I can come up with a million excuses on why, but that's not worth anything. Excuses aren't going to solve anything. Let's talk about solutions. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was just like, what? I was like, yeah, we're not going to talk about excuses because I'm not going to give you excuses. I can talk to him blue in the face and make a million excuses on what happened, but that's not solving anything. <laughs> um,
2: like, shit happens. Now. This is what's going to happen next. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so uh yeah so then
4: where, uh where were we
0: um yeah gwayne offers avienda to ride for a bit but she refuses um so Gwayne dismounts to talk to her Avienda is still really pissed at Rand <laughs> she's still really upset <sighs> so
2: but they're also like revering him he truly isn't co- is in command mm-hmm. Avienda barely shifted her eyes from brand's back i do not know him i cannot know him Look at the thing he carries
3: that she gave him. That's no. <laughs> true. But Which yet, points out. read
2: that statement though. I do not know him. I cannot know him.
3: Like, like to know biblically,
2: biblically, <laughs> emotionally, beyond being a friend. Like you can tell she is struggling big. She's time. fighting it, and I want to know exactly what it was. Was it the bracelet? Was it the necklace? Was it, like, what was it that kind of triggered her to think of rain in some way? Or is it just strictly the power? It could have been Taviran? her trip to Viridian. Yeah, I was going to say that. Could it be, the, yeah, that too. Or could it just be the fact, you know, he is Taviran and she is a direct connection to the people that he needs. If he marries her, he's married into the Aiel. Not only is he blood of the Aiel, he's now married into the Aiel through a wise one. Because that's where she's headed. Hmm. That gives him a huge position within the group. And she was a maiden of the sphere. So she's kind of touched different aspects of the culture herself. And on top of that, she's friends with you know future queen Elaine. So like she'd be a good bride.
4: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Remember, she, if she yeah. hooks up with Rand, she's gonna owe some G to uh, Elaine. And then yeah. that's gonna throw everything off, you know. Some tow. T- some toe t- t-
0: t- t- yeah, t- yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. E- mm-hmm. Get your get your geotose straight. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then she finally gets to the point too, where she asks Gwen to talk to the wise ones about not sharing his tent anymore. Um, like, all right, like I know I haven't won to, but now I'm ready to actually like I'm done. I, I don't want anything to do with it. And Cerelia actually overhears it and comes over. And is like, okay, so you don't want to do that anymore. All right, um, yeah. Kind of lays it, lays the smack down in on my day, day.
2: Girls jumped <laughs> wise when said jump and I continued jumping until they told me to stop. As I am still alive, it is still my day. Need I make myself clear. And do you do you think you are going to beg her off? Mm-hmm. Like she just straight up laid in the smack down on them. Like nothing you could say is going to impact our thoughts. I'm speaking for the whole mm-hmm. of the wise ones. And this girl will do what she's told to do. If we tell her to marry him, she'll marry him. If we tell him to bear her children, because she mentioned you got them birthing hips, we need to put them <laughs> to use. If we tell you to bat this child and, you know, bring him further into the fold, we're going to make you do that too. And you'll do as we tell you, because we're the wise ones and
3: you are ours.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
3: Yep. Those hips were made for babies. That's just, <laughs> that's what, just what they'll what do. do. <laughs> One of these days, these hips, they're gonna make a baby, too. That's
2: how she that all the time. <laughs> that's probably not a good thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I hear is giving it an interest gift like no other ever heard of. Rubies and Moonstones.
4: Mm-hmm. Boom.
3: Mm-hmm. Every. It, it like Ryan just tries to be fair and he's it's like we were talking about just accidentally stumbling into like marrying this chick <laughs> and Avian is like you moron <laughs>
0: I mean I want you fair. but I
3: don't want to want you yeah
0: but she also she's mentions that, advantage. she also mentions she knows a suitable husband for her though like she tells Avian that that there might be someone else she's disappointed that I mean not really interested in Rand, or maybe that Ran's not interested in her
3: yeah, but then she, imme- instead of like right off the bat jumping on it, she's like, uh, I uh, well, I'll think on him when there's time. Uh, I, I have so much yet to learn, you know, being a wise one. And so now she's making excuses about not going on to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the Cerelia. She, she truly is a wise one. I think she was doing that to kind of get a feel for, all right. Is, is Avienda really like, does she hate this guy? Or is she acting this way because she wants him so much? Right. Yeah. And I think she's fleshing that out.
0: And, and she even, like, uh, yeah, exactly. And then she turns to Gwen and asks uh, if Rand will even hang a clan chief if he breaks the rules. She's like, uh, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know, but probably. Uh. Which that, that could be devastating if that ends up happening. Do you think that's foreshadowing? Do you think Rand's going to end up hanging a clan chief?
2: I mean, what's cooler than
0: yeah. Let's, Oh, Cool is not really a clan chief. I mean, mean, but
2: he's claiming it and he's got followers. I mean sure. is he gonna hang another one? I don't think they'll give him a reason to.
3: Okay. Yeah, I kind of hope it doesn't come to that, but um I don't think I don't think Rand's won to mince words. He was pretty crystal clear here. Mm-hmm. And you know, if somebody tests him, yeah, I absolutely think he will
2: like hooligan's gonna get a spike up the rear end while still alive it's gonna be a slow death mm. he's not even gonna hang him he's gonna make a pure example okay of him i hope
4: yeah
0: well yeah and S- so really it does does mention as well here that you know she thinks it you know he needs to be hard if he wants to lead the ideal like he doesn't he can't be soft. Well, so are, she actually has a, she actually approves of the way he's handling this thing.
2: Think about all of the gift accidental gift giving. If he had just taken the things from her, mm-hmm. not giving her anything, even appreciation, she would have appreciated him more. It's a very toxic society.
4: Yeah, in that regards,
2: the relationship between the male and the females when it comes to that part any show of gratitude is a show of desire almost. Right. So, you know, I I think like she said, he's got to be a hard ass in order to stake his claim and mean it. And that starts with it's going to start with, has to start with Avienda. And then he needs to put these wise women in their place. They clearly have a lot of control, too. If you were to put them in their place, everybody else would kind of fall in line. Or he'd get a really rude awakening and everybody else would abandon him real quick. So,
3: And then just as quickly as she started screaming about how she can't do this with Rand anymore and please intercede on my behalf, Egwene's like, all right, hey, right, I'll go ahead and say something or maybe we can talk to him together. And she's like, no, no, no. We need. I need to listen to the wise ones and do what they tell me to. So she's. I must obey. Yeah, she's she's yo yo in here. It's it's it is the R Kelly. Her mind's telling her no, but her body. Her Her body's Telling her yeah. So yeah.
4: Uh,
1: And
3: Egwene's Egwene's in the background going, "I don't see nothing wrong." (laughs) (laughs) Avenda's like, "I can't. I can't even explain it to you. What's so wrong?" Mm
0: yeah exactly yeah
3: Yeah, and that's how we end the chapter that's how we end the chapter (laughs) little r kelly
0: little r kelly (laughs) Uh, anything we missed i mean it's a short chapter but there's a lot that happens here there's a lot of political moving um a lot of rand's in a tough predicament i mean we talked about this already but it's this is it has to be navigated very carefully um otherwise he could lose the IEL and Kyrie in both like I mean, this yeah. has been his
2: plan since like a book and a half ago.
4: Sure,
0: But it's and now coming. It's, it's finally coming to
2: fruition. Finally coming to fruition. So at the end of the day, you know, he's taking the leap, and we're all going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way we can put it. We got to sit back and watch.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So any any big predictions from the? I mean, you guys had a ton of them. You had some really good
3: ones. Matt is Amon.
0: Matt's Amon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do you think Moraine, uh, Moraine is so obsessed with uh, the 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 red door?
3: Uh, well, I mean, that's that's one way to. I mean, if it's if it's the same one Matt went through, where it's like, you know, you ask for it, and you get it. That's a that's a way to like hands down change the pattern, okay. not just influence it. Yeah. I mean there's a cost involved. I mean something gets traded for it. If you're smart, you negotiate for it, but okay. that's a pretty powerful tool.
2: Well, and each person gets something different. Okay. So I mean maybe there is a person meant to go through this door.
0: Okay. Um, and then I guess another prediction was that Coulson's going to die a very slow, slow, painful death.
2: Mm-hmm. On a steak.
0: On a steak. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: By steak, why not a chicken?
0: Yeah. Steak is firmer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. And I and I'm I'm still, I'm still leaning on the three way. I'll be into lane and rain. Okay. That's going down. And,
2: and, and I down. think we have fear in the midst and. Mm
3: yeah you caught me off guard with that one but man that definitely could be and especially the way she was talking to matt about mm-hmm. you know building them up and you're so much better than this and you could do great things mm-hmm. and blah 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 man if you're so you got you got muscles for a small boy <laughs> <laughs> wait what
2: that's my fault
3: yeah so okay uh
0: favorite characters
2: Mm. Avienda. I'm gonna give it to her this girl. Okay. She's going through a lot emotionally, and then she has to deal with the physical aspects too. And she has to sleep in the same room as a man that she loves to hate and hates to love in a society where it's okay to have a little bit of food-coolie as we used to call it. <laughs> Oh, with someone ha- who clearly is like not interested in they, her they have
0: announced they've casted Avi it, but they have not announced who it is for the sh- t- season two of the TV show so they just announced it or didn't announce it got leaked today that uh, uh, Elias is cast for season two Oh,
4: I'm,
0: yeah.
2: excited. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited they did say they're going to try to bring more of the book back in for, Good for parents.
0: season yeah. two So so Elias is cast that was leaked today so yeah fun
3: time so chris sure. on the avienda thing uh how about also her growth and her ability to channel took out oh, a yeah. jacar with one ball of fire yeah that's, that's no small mm-hmm.
2: thing no yeah she's loving up i to mean you. she was
3: she was barely sparking off channeling not that long ago mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool it was
2: teaching her
4: yeah
3: yeah well i mean everybody kind of is the wise ones but she was also learning from moraine and Egwene a little bit too yeah you know so she's good like collaboration
2: full-on eyes to die
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite character. Mm. Loyal.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ah, get loyal. You no, know,
3: there wasn't really one that jumped out. I'm gonna go with the Drekar that was wooing Avienda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and I would do
2: anything
0: for love off with her that's shot. not that's not what the drag car song is it's definitely in your eyes by peter gabriel <laughs> yeah. in your eyes
3: the light the heat your eyes nah <laughs> w- wicked game
0: oh, oh 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 by isaac uh what a wicked thing good. to
4: do
3: to make me
1: dream chris Isaac? Of is that chris isaac I. I yeah chris
4: Isaac.
3: Yeah. chris
1: Isaac. don't yeah. wanna fall in love
3: with you yeah yeah that's what it is okay
0: good call so the Jacar and aviada okay favorite characters like it
3: they had a nice little (laughs) dance exactly
0: so the next time the reads we're doing three chapters one two three uh we're gonna do 24 25 26 it's a message sent dreams of galad Dream on, dream on, so dreamy, dream on, so so dreamy, and uh, <laughs> and, and, Sa-
3: and Sally Dara, Dar- Dar- <laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. seashore. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: So we know that in my mind, like this is there's gonna be some in action here, okay, or some Elaine action maybe, maybe sending yeah. notes and stuff,
4: maybe um,
0: maybe switching back over to. uh to elaine and and the whole group over
3: with the circus yeah oh that would be cool circus mcgurkus exactly
2: Mm -hmm. and then the last thing i'm gonna say is i'm still waiting on my parents chapter
0: still waiting okay i'm not gonna spoil you but
3: yeah it's not coming this book bro (laughs) (laughs) we're almost halfway (laughs) i don't think we're touching that this book he's on his
0: honeymoon dude like he's 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 he's, you know it's uh they're just taking a little nap uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. he's doing his things i I will i I will tell you there is one chapter in this book called choices so get ready son (laughs) of a (laughs) Uh, choices (laughs) that's
2: a matt chapter
3: Uh... yeah well so you're you're probably not wrong with that being a matt chapter uh, or, or at least a chapter where Matt breaks off and goes his own way, because I don't, I don't see him following Rand entirely, and especially if this is Landfear that's whispering in his ear, uh, she's going to find a way to encourage him to move on on his own. Okay. Follow some other path. Agreed. Okay.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Um, so, anything else before we finish up? no boss all right so how we can be found is that the wheel reads everywhere twitter instagram facebook um tiktok youtube even though i haven't been doing youtube videos in a while because i'm busy i'll get back to eventually i get some plans to the youtube channel um they're coming it's going to be a couple it's going to be a while but i'm going to revamp it relaunch it rebrand uh it's gonna be fun uh start doing tiktoks again too so we'll, we'll get there um and then um Uh, it can be found also, uh, on our website, thewebreads.com, uh, find links to all sorts of stuff like our discord server, where you can come occasionally listen to live episodes like this one that was open to all, um, usually they're for patrons only, uh, you can find links to our merchandise. Uh, we do give it away, but you can buy it as well, uh, through the links on our website to our merchandise, which is done by new creations by Jen shout out to, to Jen and Rob for all they do for us and um also find links to our patreon um great way of supporting us um probably uh one of the the best ways of supporting us and uh and helping us get new equipment i have a nice like new uh as ian put it before we started um what'd you call it the thing on my mic i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a pop screen um to keep the peas from sounding like (laughs) peas um it's a screen um, but yeah, so uh, we do buy new equipment from time to time. And once Ian's uh, back in deployment, uh, we'll we'll buy uh, him some new stuff and, s- and Chris as well. I said, the ship it to Charlotte versus just dropping it off in his uh, work parking lot like he used to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doing, doing sketchy drive-by. It looks like a drug deal is going down. We like, hey, so yo, doing yo. <laughs> We met in, like, a P.F. Chang's parking lot one time to hand you, like, a microphone. So, uh, like, like, two cars pull up in the parking lot like, yeah, I got the stuff. You got the stuff? Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. <laughs> Cop rolls up, like, is this a drug deal going on? I'm like, no, I'll give it a microphone. <laughs>
4: uh-huh.
0: What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Anyway, not to ship to Charlotte. So uh, we'll, we'll ship some stuff down to you soon. Oh, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, follow us, like okay. us, rate us on whatever platform you uh, listen to us, listen to us on, share us with people. Uh, uh, always enjoy that. Also share us, uh, share our episodes on social media. Um, uh, that, that does help a lot. Uh, it, there's a big stigma around self-promotion uh, in, in the world of podcasting, YouTube, and everywhere. Um which is just so weird to me, but it is, uh, it does help when third parties share stuff. So if you guys do that, that'd be great. Much appreciated. It's a free way of supporting us. Um, but other than that, that's all I got for this week, guys.
3: Until next time. Peace. Okay.
0: Bye. Penis. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the wheel reads. See y'all next time.